<laughs> Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Waletsky. <laughs> Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, trust, being real people, trusting the entire journey. Yes. On the internet, family, we are at trustthejourney.today on our website, all social media handles. And if you want to join us in the Trust the Journey family, where we expand the conversation beyond the episodes with you guys directly and everyone is connecting in there, uh, donate on Patreon at any amount. Any amount, big or small, will get you into that private Facebook group where you can join us. So yeah, right on team. Thank you so much for being with us. Here we go. All right, guys. In this episode, we are doing a deep dive on art. So what art means to us, what artists and creatives have inspired us, our experiences with art, and our own callings to create it in whatever forms ourselves. So it's, I mean, I think about this episode, Jay, and I'm, I have a page of notes a mile long, and I feel like oh, I've forgotten 85 million things, too. It's such <laughs> a rich topic for me, for sure. I've been an art lover for a very, very long time. And even just recently started even considering myself an artist with the calling to creativity in the forms that I do it. So I don't even know. Where do you want to start? I mean, I, I, as soon as you drop the topic and we're like, what's our topic? And you, you're like, it's three letters, art. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like talk <laughs> about a topic. I mean, I think there might be no more important topic in the world if it, if I want to truly express how I how valued art is in my personal opinion towards humanity and consciousness and existence i really do feel that we're talking about one of one of if not the most important contextual concept of what it, what being alive is about say more i totally want to hear more about that because i'm with you i know we've talked about this privately but i think this conversation i loved the frame that you shared with me the other day about you know I forget how you said it, and maybe you won't remember how you said it, but it was like this really, it was, it was something about connection, and, and uh, now that I brought that up, of course, I can't remember what yeah. you said, but it was, it's powerful in the sense that art, and for, for me, so I when I experience art or think, even just think about it, and I'm not experiencing it, I feel am so called and magnetized to it because for me it represents freedom, bravery, love. It allows us to connect. It's like this really incredible for me experience of freedom and bravery which enlivens me to my like deepest levels and that I believe is connecting and and is love as well. So for me it is those most major core principles, whether I'm experiencing it, taking in someone else's art, whether I like it or not, I'm not even talking about even liking, you know, being pleasantly in experience with an art, a piece of art or a work of art or a expression of art. Yeah, I, I, uh, 
I am consistently enlivened for, and this is many, many years of my life, of my conscious adult life. And I could even think about when I was a kid, I thought about this. My mom will probably love this if she listens to this episode. One of my first obvious forms of creative artistic expression was in costuming. Like, I've always loved making fun, crazy, cool, like, elevated costumes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I mean, wow, this topic is so massive. It's yeah. just so massive. I've had some really, really deep thoughts about this, even very recently on one of my more recent trips to, um, the jungle to dive into ayahuasca i found myself contemplating the context of art the and and it came in trying to understand thought more than trying to understand art uh, the the concept what was happening inside my head was i was having a realization of something that um that i wanted to bring to action I'm like okay these are concepts i'm having thoughts i'm having inside my head and they need to move from being thoughts from being ideas into being reality and so how do i take what i can vision in my mind and move it from a state of consciousness a state of vision per se into reality how do i create these pieces of my life and then I was having this bigger thought. I'm like, wait a second. You're talking about creating reality here. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. Creating reality is just simply moving thoughts into actions. Turning an idea or a, a concept into something that actually exists. And we do this every day. And every, th every action we take in our life is an expression of our work of art, our piece of what are we creating? What, it, what is the impact that our lives are having on this world? And how does it make other people feel? Another way to say that, how does it affect others, yeah. right? Because feeling is the end result as, the, as you experience art, as you receive art, you immediately, some emotion comes up. It might be a very powerful emotion. It might be a positive emotion. It might be a negative emotion. It might be a very meh kind of emotion. It might be like, yeah, that art kind of sucks, you know, because we judged it as being sucky. And that might be the point of that art, you know. Mm -hmm. And then other art might make us go, wow, you know, it might inspire us to want to do something or might just go, how is that even possible, right? And it inspires thought. So it's all about us engaging ourselves essentially to pro provoke an emotional response um if we think back then this is something i've been ruminating on for a while and it really hit home with me if we think about human history as a whole and you think about all civilizations that have ever existed throughout the course of known history which ones immediately ring to you and why and what i find is that the examples that i think of as having lasting impact on human history are the ones that have put art at the highest point of value within their civilization yeah. so if you think about the egyptians yeah. or the sumerians or 
the um, Aztecs or the Cambodia, any of these lasting pieces of art that have just stood the test of time, the Greeks, right? The French, you know, like the impact of what has had the greatest impact on humanity, on life as a whole is art. It's art that has just hard stamped in this like, wow, this is when we actually progress. This is the point of evolution is when we create art. So it is just such a, I'm lit up with goosebumps thinking about it. You know, it's, this is, this is what we were talking about. Yeah, and I just, for people listening who can't see, I'm going to show a piece of paper in the video. If you want to check mm. it out on YouTube, this is, I doodle like, hold, this, hold it closer to the screen a little bit. I doodle like crazy town. Awesome. And this is a sheet where I took notes on our conversation. <laughs> yeah, so this is so it, it's not anything. I mean, it's nothing earth shattering what I wrote down, but it's in line with this uh, conversation that I believe is earth shattering, like life being art. You know, art is sharing your emotional experience with others. So like that, I love that because it depends on the depth you want to go. You know, we can choose if we choose to create and express, which we theoretically do every time we wake up and leave the room, whether it's unconscious or not, we're expressing. We are being our our art or our being is art theoretically. And this is one of the reasons I enjoy fashion so much. And I say this to people a lot. So it's not necessarily fashion per se, but it's the creative artistic expression. I share this with a lot of people all the time when I'm out, you know, networking or whatever, and I've maybe chosen a cool collection of, of things to wear. You know, I enjoy that. Some people might not like what I've put together, but I do. You know what I mean? And that's a thing that I actually put intention into on purpose because of the feeling of it being art, of me embodying, quite literally experiencing and sharing a version of art that I love. I'm just like trying to contain myself it's because so there's a hundred different things I can go down on this topic, <laughs> yeah. right? I feel like with like Teams episodes, we're going to need like 12 art episodes. For sure. The... I'm recently experiencing, um, noting something in myself is that I've very much started to lean towards more and more and more artistic expression, right? Really just like, how do I embody this concept on a day-to-day -day basis? What things can I do to just be more artful all the time? It includes wearing more jewelry, putting more time into my hair, changing my face, silo hair, changing my clothing, what I wear and expressions and, and just having fun with the concept that you are your own palette and that whatever you do with yourself is an expression of really your interest in creating yourself at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, go go ahead. Yeah, I want to I can take us 18 directions I want to well. talk about kind of this definition of art because this is a really broad I was fantastically timed. Thank you Universal Synchronicities is that I watched this program last night at like midnight as I was falling asleep um abstract I don't know if you've seen it. It's fantastic. It's well, fantastic. I'm it down. Anybody who has any interest in art, design, engineering, science, all of these things, check out Abstract. It's on Netflix. And the 
the crossover that exists and what we come to realize is that art just doesn't live in a museum. It's not painting and sculpture, you know, it is everything, everything. It is cars, it is motorcycles, it is how architecture, it is science, you know, it is the concept of developing an idea is art. Music yes. is art, right? Agreed. All, Everything all yes. Movement, dance mm -hmm. is art, right? Pr pr um, speaking is exactly. art. Exactly. Interacting. Yeah. In communicating. You know, anything. Yeah. yeah. The mm -hmm. art of communication. How about the healing arts? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> People, if you're not watching the YouTube on this one, you kind of need to. <laughs> How about the healing arts, right? Like what kind of an art form is being available to people to help them in their time of need physically, emotionally, energetically heal? So check this out. So my roommate, her name is Sarah Walco. She is incredible. I highly recommend you check out her work, sarahwalco.com. Yeah, I'm happy, happily to shamelessly plug her because she's amazing. So Sarah does an incredible amount of work in the in the arts. Can you She's spell a, her name? Uh, S A R A H Walco W A L K O dot com. Yeah, so Sarah. She's an artist, uh, an artist in her own right, in the classic sense, in that she does primarily sculpture. She also does painting. She works in a lot of different mediums. She also has been highly active throughout her entire career to bring art and engagement in the arts and education around the arts to communities and underserved communities and stuff like that. So anyway, she always says this, and I love it, and it's part of how she both leads her educational programs in the arts and as she engages her own creating is that art not as a thing but as a way so art as it as a way and that like giving that experience of art so as a way through as a way up as a way whatever you know so for people who are just thinking of art in this more put in a box sense of, oh, I go to a museum, I look at something and I guess I'm cool, maybe I feel pretentious, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people can take art and think of it like that, you know? Instead of being like, yeah, we can go to a museum and have an experience of art and have it be that experience and we can go to a class and we can make something, however crappy it is, you know, like there's, yeah, it's it's funny. I've had conversations with clients who are sort of wanting to lean into their creativity in terms of drawing and stuff like this and having blocks around what it means to be able to quote unquote even draw. Like theoretically, I quote, can't draw, you know, and I'm putting the bunny ears around it, right? Because obviously I can totally draw. It's like my drawings, I'm like, yeah, look at those Look at those ridiculous stick figures that I just drew and put outfits on and then sent. You know what I mean? No, I'm I got to interrupt you. Please, please. You know, you, you said the words yourself. You said no matter how crappy it is. And I'm like, whoa, it's only the That's person judging mean. that makes it crappy. Exactly. You know? it, it, well, the, exactly some of our best right. cartoons, right? Our favorite cartoons have this terrible 
yeah. crappy exactly. little illustrations that hit home so well yes. because there's no pretentiousness connected to it because it's just a stick figure that we can all relate to. And so if we relate to it, we're emoting, we're feeling it's working. It's doing what art is supposed to do is it's serving us in some way. Yeah, totally. Well, and that's exactly the idea that inside of these particular conversations with clients, we were meaning to shift so that there was some freedom to go, just draw. Just if you want to draw, just draw. Who cares? You know what I mean? So let's remove that judgment just as you were pointing to and see what you create, see what experience you have. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll keep drawing, maybe you won't. doesn't even matter. You know, but that call to creation, that call to expression, that call to being an artist in whatever form, I just think that is well worthy of being supported and to remove all of that judgment from, for sure. I'm just so happy we're talking about this. I know. It's great. It's so fun. <clears throat> I've got a stack of books next to me that I just, you know, quickly grabbed a few off the shelf and... Um, a, a just beautiful irony they'll hold up one of them here the first one I've got is called the mission of art and it's uh, written by Alex Gray and on the cover there is a painting of his style which is a combination of what's called visionary art which is one of my absolute favorite um, kind of genres that's really grown massively in the last couple of decades and largely pushed forward by Alex Gray is one of the pioneers in this area and the painting on the cover is an anatomically correct, um, uh, what do you call it? It's the kind of thing you see in a doctor's office where you're looking at the anatomy inside of the body without the skin. So you see the bones, the veins, the arteries, the joints, everything. The muscles are all viewable inside. And the hand that is on the cover is holding a paintbrush and around it is light in every direction and it's basically creating reality. Um, I highly recommend uh, Alex Gray's work. It's one of my m most influential artists in my life. And um, I came across one of his books called Sacred Mirrors back when I was a teenager. And um, so if any of you know me, I had this long Mohawk warrior haircut for a long time. It was inspired by Alex Gray. And because he did this um, piece where he shaved half of his head, so he had half shaved, the other half all long. And I really like this kind of contrasting concept. And um, interesting is that I came across that when I was like 12 mm -hmm. um, in a very random place and time to have actually interfaced with that art. And it stayed with me my whole life and it's become a huge piece of my entire development as a person. So massively thankful. So this is the thing about art, right? It's like we think that it's ourselves that impacts our decision where really I think it's the art around us that we encounter the things that we look at and are in awe of or that create curiosity within us that take us from a place of being somewhere in between to like being pushed back or pulled forward it, like it, it pushes us off of our center point of balance or it helps us find our center point of balance again i feel like everything I, so a few years back i don't and it's been a little while now i changed my description on my page my facebook page from 
athlete to artist. And I was really nervous to do it. I felt real, uh, some anxiety around the idea. Am I worthy? The imposter syndrome really stepped up where I was like, how dare I? How dare I call myself an artist? You know, because have I done enough training? Have I educated myself? Have I done, you know, traditional schooling? Have I done enough work? Do I have a studio? Do, can I really call myself an artist? Do I make a living off this? Like, what are all the things that I need to put in place to feel justified in calling myself something? And it's interesting how much I struggled with the idea. And then I'm just like laughing at my ridiculousness of it all because well, that fucking matters, right? Like, who cares what you're, where you came from or how you got there? What's important is that you're embracing an idea towards something and it doesn't matter if, if it's calling yourself artist or musician or, or you know whatever name you want to give yourself in some way everything that we do is form of art yeah, you know that's i had the similar experience the when i was uh transi transitioning to life coaching calling myself a coach was a thing i had to put it in my to-do list as a reminder, like sort of affirming myself every day, you are a coach, or I, I had it I had it written there in their first person, I am a coach. So I had to read it like every day because I had mega imposter syndrome at the start of my life coaching. And it's interesting because I had just mentioned it early, earlier in the episode, one, uh, I applied to some, or I didn't apply to something, I I gave additional information for an event that I'm attending soon in a couple of weeks. And it includes, you know, your short, short bio, like 600 characters and what your, your title and stuff like that. And I included artist on my title, which is something I have never awesome. done and something I feel is accurate. And inter interestingly, I think only because of the growth I've done around calling ourselves what we call ourselves and releasing self-judgment and creating from nothing, that type of stuff. So am I a classic artist, quote unquote, with tons of training? Theoretically, no. But am I a deep creative soul who has created for a long, 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 long time? Yeah. Hell yeah. So anyway, it was cool to be able to write that and have only a minor twinge of like, is this right? But then as soon as I felt that, I'm like, this is this is right for me, quote unquote. And I say right, not as judgment, but as like it felt aligned to put that, to really put that and go, this is what I'm rising into as well, because this is another thing we were talking about relative to Burning Man, about the creating and the contributing mm -hmm. through what we create. I have always felt connected to that that when I create from those thoughts that you mentioned so I have a thought I have an idea and it's a, a creative vision and somehow I how do I get down the road to turn that into reality I believe that is my highest possible contribution both to others and to myself so like the thing that the most recent thing I can think of is my pr parachute project in New York City where it's like, that took effort to make reality. Do, you know, who does it move everyone? I don't know. Did it move me? Yes. Did it move some people? Yes. Was a, you know, and I, it was a creative expression that was in me that needed to come out for some reason. And so I just listened for a while <laughs> and then took action for a while. It's, it's, and I'm so proud and so grateful and so glad and feel so peaceful that that is in the world. 
You know, the whole concept of people um, that people fall into of like, oh, I'm not a creative person or yes. creative oh, people, yes. you know, oh, this, that like, hurts my heart every time I hear that. I know it's because it's just not true. Everybody is equally creative, right? And the thing that confuses the concept is that traditionally born into a Western education system, we're taught that art falls into categories of like a paintbrush, a pen or a chisel. You know, like you're painting, you're drawing, or you're sculpting, right? And then everything else is like, oh, this is engineering, or this is design, or this is medicine, or this is architecture, whatever you're going to call it, you know, writing. How come writing, communicating, we know it's an art form, but we coordinate off like, mm -hmm. like it's not an art form, like it's something else. Or music yeah we know it's an art form but it still gets its own like little thing over here and so in the end tell me something that's not an art form yeah think of something tell me something I love that good go ahead question yeah let's hear it let's do it we'll sit and twiddle our thumbs and wait mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's all art right and it's the thing that's so good is that when we let that side of ourself just come up just a little like I, I can think of the most mundane kind of jobs like uh the garbage man who drove by yesterday okay the guy's driving a truck and all he does is drive the truck up scoop up the bucket dump the bucket in drop it down drive away you can do that with a lot of beautifulness and creativity or you can do it in a very robotic mechanical way and both forms are an expression right both forms say something about who you are, what you're doing, and how you're feeling. It's all about expressing our reality. And we can choose, and this goes on to the topic of what I was listening, another thing I was listening to yesterday was um, shamanism now and talking about choosing happiness and how happiness is really just a choice of like, I'm just going to make this awesome, you know? And that same garbage man can can wheel up and make the brake squeal and pop the horn and and grab the bucket and like shake the bucket a couple times and dump it in and drop it down with a certain kind of flair that makes it so much more expressive and have so much more fun with it you know then it could be done in in an angry sense and now i, I want to take on this topic for a second it's like fuck yeah to anger right because <laughs> art as a form of release to anger frustration pain uh, trauma, all these things that, cause I grew up a metalhead, Okay. And there was a reason why I was a metalhead. I wasn't just a metalhead because metal's cool. And that's what my friends listened to. I was hurt and I was angry and I needed an outlet where I could just go scream and yell and shake my head and be connected to a whole bunch of other people who were also angry about the circumstances that they came from or the circumstances that they're in and needed to feel some vibratory connection to a bunch of other people who were also frustrated and pissed off about this circumstance. And so that art of the stage performance, the whole characters that people build of themselves, the musician, the lights, the sound, the connecting everybody in that space, it's so utterly healing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a powerful thing. And there's no difference to me from going to a Slayer concert as there is to going to a church choir. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting also, too, like the conversation around art being shared 
art being experienced both if you are receiving it as you said or you are creating it and that begs the question because writing of course is one of my art forms Mm -hmm. and there have been times over the last what you know however long decade i've been writing for the for blue skies magazine writing a column that i had a couple of months where i wrote some fucking intense shit where i was getting my pissed out you know and ultimately i i decided both times that i've done that and i it hasn't happened that many times but a couple of times i really went for it where i wrote into my anger right and they're good they're good pieces i still have them but they're they're not really where i wanted to land in my sharing so i decided i'm like it didn't feel it felt more like artistic expression as healing for me and i shared it with my closer people and ultimately decided you know what that's not actually how i want to share publicly at this time at this time so even though the art existed and the experience of it and the creation of it was healing for me, it was ultimately something I decided I didn't want to share, which I totally had the freedom to do. So I say this in support of people who are in that zone of I'm not a creative, I'm not an artist, I can't do art, I can't be creative, I can't create whatever. Whatever blocking thought is around this creating, thumbs down, correct. Double thumbs down. Double thumbs. Double thumbs. YouTube video this week, double thumbs. Yeah, because you always have the freedom of whether you can share it, you want to share it or not. And that supports, I think, people to work through the fear that can come up in creating. Um, I would, I want to bring up this book that it's one that i was a part of creating it's called with our whole broken hearts but my friend kirsten she is the artist in this book so she did all of the drawings and all of this stuff and this particular book was her first ever experience create like doing illustrations so she's done so melanie's holding up uh, the book to the screen right now and flipping through different illustrations so some of them are beautifully colorful some of them black and white simplistic yeah. there's the trust the journey one yeah yes. so like one of the so anyway the reason i bring up kirsten is because her artwork her her uh her avenue for artistic expression in her quote-unquote professional life is through her undeniably amazing talent to draw and paint right so that's a medium for her and I'm judging that as positive obviously so we talk about judgment of art I look at her drawings and I go and I'm amazed I look at it and I go wow those are I I can't imagine my fingertips being able to create in that form even though I you know what I mean I'm not saying it's good or bad I'm just saying wow she has a talent for that type of of expression and creating Anyway, I bring her up because it was her first foray into illustration. And mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, dang, girl. Like every week, every time she sent us a new illustration based on the writing that Sarah and I did, I'm blown away. Every single time, I'm like, holy shit, I'm so psyched to be associated with such tremendous work, right? Mm-hmm. And 
And every time she would be like, oh, like kind of working through her own fear around expressing and allowing her work to be seen in this form. And obviously now this the book has been published long ago and we're all very proud of it. But I want to acknowledge her and acknowledge anybody who pushes through and and creates through that fear of not sharing when they deeply actually want to. Oh, I want to, this is right That's on it. to where I wanted Go. to talk about. Right when you started this section, I was like, oh, I don't, re I don't remember which, what it was that we said that spurred it, but art form, art is such a healing concept, right? In that it can be healing for the artist, for whoever's creating it and in whatever you're creating. And it can be healing for a person who's receiving it or experiencing it. And so one of the examples for me that just kind of made me just cry a little tear. Like I just, I just felt the true beauty in this moment of conceptual expression is as, as a person, as a human being feeling something and you're having a feeling and you're having, it needs out, you know, it needs to be free. We need to like express the feeling that we're having or turning it into something freeze it right like taking it and putting it into something else and now whether or not you share that with others is almost irrelevant sometimes the most beautiful form of artistic expression can be to release that emotion into something say a piece of paper and some written words and then what might be the most healing thing you could do with that would be to burn it yeah Oh, you know, yeah. to crumple it up Ceremonial. and to just throw it away. Yeah. You know, the, to... those types of rituals can be powerful. Incredible. Yeah. Incredibly powerful of being like, and so I had this beautiful experience years ago, which just really spurred my thoughtfulness of like, wow, what's happening here? And I watched a friend of mine standing at a bonfire with a stack of paintings, a stack, like, 30 40 50 paintings like this big pile just stacked up layers and layers and there's a big bonfire and he's just standing there just picking them up one by one and throwing them in the fire and watching them burn and i was just like well those are beautiful paintings and like confused the shit out of me i was like whoa and i actually grabbed one yeah and i still have it you know <laughs> and this was 25 years ago right i loved it i love it and you i swiped one yeah i swiped one i was like show oh, i'm like I want this one. And he's like, eh, okay, well. But the thing is, is that every one of those paintings that he made were some kind of expression, even if it's just um, oh, an, what an artist calls an exploration, right? When you're just doing like versions of the same thing over and over again to see if you like it a little better in pen or a little better in pencil or maybe it should be rounder or straighter and you're just doing layers and layers and layers of the same thing those are explorations of like well you know how do i get to what my real creative piece that i'm trying to create is they might not be they're part of the iterative process rather than say the end piece but every piece holds this value of like it's part of somebody it's, it's come from somebody, right? Like it has to have been made from somebody. So it comes from somebody's mind means it comes from somebody's heart, 
right? Because these are interconnected. They are not ever separate. They are always infinitely connected with that big figure eight symbol, one going around the heart, one going around the mind, and the two pieces are working together. And when we create something, it means something to us. Even if we dismiss it as having very little meaning or being meaningless, it's always means something. You know, there was some reason why we did that with our life. You know, we stopped and we made that along the way. And it's just such a beautiful, I feel like, the example of healing, you know, and being like writing somebody a letter, crumpling it up, throwing it in the trash, you know, letting those feelings about that you were challenged us come out and be free of them. And maybe they never needed to make it to the other person. They didn't need to affect outside somebody else. It's that art just needed to affect us. Yeah. And then alternatively, let's spin it on its head. Let's go the other way around for a second. And let's think about things like the Statue of Liberty yeah. or... Mount Rushmore, yeah. right? Like just a couple of American iconic artistic mm -hmm. symbols that like stand the test of time and affect an entire population's opinion about how we feel about being connected and where our values are. Mm -hmm. And these massively important ideals that hold a civilization together. And I'll again reflect back onto human history and look at whenever art is put at the highest level inside of a civilization, it unites everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So I'm going to tell you, let's, let's go down another story for a second. Do it, do it, okay? do it. I'm like so, reeling. <laughs> I love um, Burning Man, okay, is not a music festival. Mm -hmm. Most people think it is. That the majority of people, if you mention that, you're like, yeah, a big festival in the desert. And they just call it a festival and group it in with all the other festivals, right? Because mm -hmm. there's all kinds of festivals. I mean, there's festivals for people who like to play the drums. There's festivals for people who like to build their own vans to live in. You know, there's all kinds of gatherings, right? But Burning Man is an art festival. It's a celebration of the human creative spirit is what it's about. And... Um, I put a question up on Facebook a day or two ago, and it was a deeply inspired thought. And what is your version of thank you? And everybody, we all have our own way of putting out our appreciation that, to others for what they do for us and how we receive that back. And essentially, Burning Man is just one great big collective thank you where everybody who goes does everything for free, gives it away for free, never gets anything back except for the experience of other people experiencing their art. Yeah. So it's just, it. just one great big artistic gathering where tons of people are like, oh, I, I can make this art and this is going to make you, this might make you feel a way this mm -hmm. way or that way, but here's my version of thank you. And there's, you come walking across this thing that and you go, what in the hell? How do I... I had no idea to, to ever think of something like this. And now it's spurred this entire emotional response. And then you go, wow, I've had, I've now had an experience based on somebody creating something that was purposefully created for me to have the experience. Love that was it. why they did it. You know, it's so, it's a fascinating trajectory. This may seem it's all connected. So maybe I'll just, I'm just going to share this. So, I've always been called to movement. This is something yes. I've shared before. <laughs> yes, and dance. We've talked about this, obviously, did a whole episode on it. Um, 
I had this experience. So in college, I took uh, Middlebury allowed you to basically do like a single major and that's it. So you could take a bunch of other things. So I took a ton of classes in the arts because I was very called to the arts. So I didn't focus on one specific minor in the arts or double major in the arts. I wasn't fully focused on theater. I wasn't fully focused on dance. I wasn't fully focused on studio art. I took classes in all of, in basically all of the places I was called. One of the places that I was called most, most was into the dance uh, department. And I took quite a few modern dance classes, which at the time, as a young person, so unconscious and trying to find myself as a young human being, you know, barely, you know, even remotely, (laughs) you know, I mean, I was 20 or whatever I was, 21, I think in my senior year, something like that. Knew everything already. (laughs) What? (laughs) Knew everything already. Ice God, who gets (laughs) fucking hell. So anyway, I took this one modern dance class and it culminated into a performance. And I remember this performance because I was nervous. And basically, it was a modern dance performance that was completely improvisational, as in we were going to be just creating from nothing, from inspiration on the night and create a show for whomever was in the audience. I remember somebody started the the show and went out and did something on the floor and then i like kind of stepped into the space just relatively quickly i say this because the show then went on and it can it continued i don't even really remember exactly what i did it was a little bit of a whatever whatever i thought was an inspired movement at the time and our professor afterwards uh basically sort of didn't like yell at us, but she like called the class out and she called it out in terms of it being like not inspired. And I I was pissed because I was like, and I, it, it wasn't, it sounds bad. I definitely didn't like, I wrote a whole like thing defending our performance to her. Like I was not pleased with her assessment of our performance. Now, obviously I'm a young person who has not been a X decade amount of a dance instructor. So I was youthful in my view, obviously. And I didn't quite see how my fear was definitely showing up and how I showed up on the dance floor that night. Now, again, it doesn't even matter what I, what I do and how I move. My point is, is that and this, I swear, this is going somewhere. So literally, no joke, yesterday or two days ago, in the Trust the Journey family, I posted and shared how I had played the song Memories four times in a row at my house, and I f- just fucking danced to it. And I just like was feeling, it was just, it, it touched me, it moved me, and I needed to move with the music. And so I did. And so those are the sorts of things we share in the family. But anyway, why this connects to this old story, and obviously I wasn't performing in my closet and my hallway, right? No one was seeing me dance. But I distinctly can felt and could feel the difference of, 
oh, this is this is how I'm feeling very connected in this movement right now, very connected to the music. I am in a pure expression right now as Matil looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot. You know, <laughs> Matil is my cat, by the way. Uh, you know what I mean? And so and I thought about the experience with my with my instructor, with my professor at Middlebury. And I, I had this sort of awareness of, yeah, I did have fear. I did have fear stepping out onto that floor that night. You know, whether it deserved to be judged the way it was judged or not doesn't really even matter. The point is, is that it still was a memory for me. And I was like, there, there's a difference between me feeling in fear and me feeling connected. That was very long-winded, but I feel like it was useful for this. It was massively, yeah. massively. So I'm going to touch on a few words that jumped off the page and out of your mouth and onto my page. Um, <laughs> You said, I'm feeling experience of being connected right now. And so when you say the word now, I immediately go, presence. Yeah. I'm in the moment. Here we are. I'm actually living in life as it actually exists, which is only in this very instant. I'm not thinking about what's happening in the future. I'm not thinking about what's happened in the past. I'm only actually experiencing this very moment. And so that connectiveness, that presence of now is really that wonderful time when we're like, yes. Yes, this is awesome. Now is awesome. As long as I don't start trying to create some future that hasn't happened or ruminating on some past that doesn't exist anymore, we can be completely amazingly content in our now. So that was the first piece. And then you touched on another word in there, which just really connects on what I've been thinking about when you're we're talking about performance arts, okay? Mm -hmm. In, in some sense, every art is a performance, right? Because we're sharing part of ourselves with an audience and we're, we're, we're putting up our tender underbelly to be judged by others, to be allow others to experience something that's important to us that we've taken the time to put our heart and soul into to create. And now we're letting somebody else's feelings about it reflect back on us about what they think about it. And they may have a totally different opinion, just like your art teacher says, that wasn't very inspired, you know? And you're like, oh, but I put everything I have into this. How could you possibly say that to me? And you're like, well, I've seen a lot of art. You it know? was the mirror. And I, I just want to quickly acknowledge that I love the healing, that healing can happen decades later. Yeah. Decades later. Well, here's the big one that, that just really nailed this for me is the fear. Okay, so... I was looking at, for years, um, my competitive canopy piloting career, swooping. For me, it's always been an art form. It's just a performance art. Like, I'm going to draw and dry, draw an invisible line in the sky that's got this perfect sacred geometry curve that's in perfect alignment with nature and try and, and just do like the most beautiful brush stroke that's ever been done. And using the canopy and my own body as a brush, right? And that's always been my intention of what is to be expressed. And so it's a performance art at its very best, you know? And at its worst, it's an egotistical expression of self, right? And so this goal of just trying to make a perfect brush stroke, what's a perfect brush stroke? You know, there's no such thing as a perfect brush stroke. It's just every brush stroke is perfect and every brush stroke is imperfect. Yeah. So the what makes it perfect is 
the, what, the word you said, fear. Okay, so when, if we think about any example of a performance art and when you're just like, oh my God, that was amazing, is when the artists are able to get past their own fear and just express themselves with like 100% potential of love. Just pure love for that very moment of existence. And um, one of my very favorite, I just watched it again recently, was um, Bohemian Rhapsody. And they show this scene at the end when they're doing Live Aid. And Freddie Mercury's there fucking going like possibly the best musical performance on that scale of all time. You know, and what is that is shedding away every single ounce of fear and leaning 100% into love and sharing and connection and creative expression and fearlessness. Yes. And and that is every single person who sees that admires that and exactly. connects to it and and just goes, "Oh, I love this. I want to be this. This inspire and this is where we raise our frequency. This is where as humans when we just say it's lean into love, let go of fear, lean into whatever type of expression engages you. If your expression is to tinker on a tiny circuit board until you've made the most amazing microchip yes. that'll drive the most incredible thing that now we have this amazing little phone that does a bazillion that's an incredible piece of art. Agreed. It's incredible. So it, it for me, the concept to just bring it all back together is fearlessness in going after whatever interests us, whatever we care about, and just opening ourselves at the at opening our own valve to a point of pursuing whatever we think is impossible, but we know is possible. We we know if we can conceive of it, it's possible. Yeah. Uh. Oh, inspiring. I think about, I feel like I'm brought back to those experiences that, like that, when you connect to that and you experience the, that's the incredible mirror that I think art is. You know, if art is everything, we are art, life is art freedom and expression, bravery, fearlessness, whatever whatever words you want to assign to pain. it. Love, pain. Yeah, like exactly. Th- this nails the like the Ram Dass That's concept. why this book is any yes. good. Love this your pain. So about pain. Is that so wait, no tell me about that. What do you mean okay, Ram Dass? So, Go. Okay, so uh, just listening to a piece recently by an artist named who goes by the name of East Forest as in the compass direction east and forest. And he recently did a piece where he sat with Ramdas for a good long period of time and Ramdas spoke on just sharing his thoughts and everything. And I'm losing my train of thought. Where did we start off with here? Pain, the, pain. Yes. the okay, mirror. Got it. Yeah, yes. pain. Okay. So um <laughs> what it comes back pain. to is yes loving <laughs> loving your own pain and and that was like one of the things that Rob was just saying is he's like i love my wheelchair i love my pain and you're like how do you mean i love my pain and you're like pain is one of the most beautiful things that there is it can it, it can bring the most creative expression ever 
to the surface. I mean, that book you just held in your hand was created because of pain. Absolutely. Pain was the driving force behind that book. And what did you do? You transmuted it into love. Oh, Absolutely. I have all this pain. I'm going to let it out in the form of art. And now it's all of a sudden it's love. And here you go. It's and now everybody so, gets to feel love because of that pain. Yes, it's 1,000 million percent true. <laughs> <laughs> My hyperbole will not be caged, Jason Maletsky. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's true, though. I mean, and I also, <sighs> this is a conversation about artists and art and creating the old adage that we must be tortured in order to create amazing art. Not I true. do not, not believe true. that is true. Jay not is true. saying no, I am saying no. I think that if we do have pain, which is a common part of the uh, human experience, that's awesome to do what Jay just said, transform it into love and, and sharing and all those things. I mean, shit, I just talked about hugging trees yesterday on the internet because it makes me feel awkward and embarrassed, so I shared it, you know, and, and allowed that connection to take place, both for myself and others, you know, connection to nature. Anyway, my point is, is that's just a small version of the same sort of thing. It's like the same kind of human, authentic experience, but I definitely believe that Art and creation can just as radically impact and powerfully connect and come into being from our most joyful states and our happiest and our most connected and our most full of love and full of whatever other things that are on the quote unquote positive side of the spectrum. So I just invite people, if they are in that camp of you, tor old old adage of tortured artist, I invite you to let that go. I got to include myself in that group because so much change in my being over the years and a huge piece of it is uh, like my musical expression. When I look, look back at the types of music that really resonated with me throughout my life, so much of it was based in pain and that there was a huge amount of pain and suffering inside of me because of experiences I've been through in my life that really traumatized me and put me in a place of hurt and needed a long, long time to heal and a lot of work to heal. And now what's happening is as I've been coming to a more truly healed place where I'm dealing with all these things one at a time, word by word, piece by piece, breaking them all down, getting to come to terms with them and let them go and finding the value and the gratitude and the appreciation for every one of those things that felt like pain at the time and realizing that they're just what's been the most beautiful gifts in my life have now got me in a place where I'm like, okay, well, what does music sound like to me now? And really, it's easy for me to fall into this habit of like, oh, because I still really love all the stuff I've always loved. It it, it was very, very valuable. Like I love Metallica, right? Metallica was one of the big, the first big rock concert I ever went to is Metallica. So it holds a place in my heart of being so healing, of so powerful. And but do I want to play Metallica? Not really. <laughs> not anymore. You know, but once in a while I'll rock out for a second. But it's not like I want to play Metallica in one of my sets when I play music to everybody because right. I'm not trying to like, that's not that that kind of healing anger isn't where I'm at right now. I'm more in the state of like, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate love. Let's celebrate life. Let's be celebrate right now. Let's be in this instant and just be here present and in a place of gratitude and in a place of love. So 
that context of really shoring up like what is the emotional set and setting around the artistic experience is just it can come from anything and my own experience is that i don't really want it to be based in pain anymore i want it to have adventure and to have unknowns and to be like oh yeah that was hard but now look Mm -hmm. at us now you know and like telling this this story i want to touch on one of the things yeah do it um i love love this you got me on a ramble today i could talk forever about this keep going i'm (laughs) like totally all ears so again um I, I'm cur- perfectly confident and comfortable to say that I'm a believer in the collective consciousness, in that we are all one great big being, that the earth, all the universe, all existence, all one collective mind, all one collective life, all one energy, yes. every energy that's ever been and ever will be again, all one thing. Whew. I'm in that camp too. Just FYI team. Awesome. <laughs> I was deep into this base of in the mind in the collective consciousness in the experience of just thought in the energy space not in my body not eyes open not like experiencing the world around me but experiencing the world of the universe inside of me and thinking about the world around me and recognizing the separation between the two and how my own existence happens like when I open my eyes or when I touch something and I interface through my perceptors of my skin or my hearing or my taste or my touch um, or my, you know, my eyes observing things. Now the world comes into reality and these two things completely separate from each other. And then for a moment also just, I mean, I have traveled the world extensively in pursuit of beautiful, natural environments, just observing nature at its finest. And for a second, it was awesome because I feel like I gave myself a little pat on the back. I'm like, way to go, universal everything. You did a fucking good job creating this reality. This thing is awesome. Like, what? <laughs> way to go, universe. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, and so here's the realization of where this ties together is that the, the Grand Canyon, the, the Arctic, you know, volcanoes, the Pacific Ocean, like the sunsets, <laughs> like everything that's just just jaw-droppingly incredible. The northern lights, oh. you know? All the things, birds, animals, everything that's so amazingly existence had to come into existence somewhere. And in some way, it's all just for us to just enjoy and experience, right? So I was thinking about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Is I listened to it on an album, when I, on LPs, when I was oh like a little gosh. kid. My mom gave me these LPs to listen to the story and play them on the record player, you know? And <laughs> I was thinking about the the one character in the story who was responsible for creating the fjords of Norway and how it's some of his favorite work, you know? And it's just like, really, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm really proud of that part. It's really quite lovely, you know? <laughs> and how fantastic that piece is. And in reality... It all comes back to us. Like if we are the great everything and we are the self all at the same time, we've got the same potential in our lives in these moments in every instant to create the same just utterly cosmically incredible, infinite, beautiful, impactful art. I agree. I agree. And I wanted to support what you were saying earlier about your own artistic expression evolving, it it makes 
thousand percent sense to me that that would happen for any person who is a growth-minded, evolving person, who is not in a, you know, fixed mindset, but has a growth mindset in the self-state and is using that to lean into experiences that help them grow and heal it completely makes sense and it has definitely shown itself in my creative expressions and my art as well my book is a perfect example of that you can easily see my trajectory as a person as a writer as an artistic you know writer but also as a human my writing has evolved you know there are some things that stand the test of time but like the it, the growth, so because like in order for that expression, my authentic expression, your authentic expression of art to remain authentic, it if you're evolving, it also will evolve. So it's like that's a, a kind of a cool support idea to people who do consider th themselves artists who maybe have found success, quote unquote, in their lives in one area, like Jay, for example, painting the sky quite literally with that's like I loved that metaphor by the way you using yourself in the parachute to create those lines and sacred geometry and stuff like that's amazing and it makes sense that that's not your artistic form anymore because you're an evolving person and so for artists out there that maybe found great success in one area I invite people to evolve and allow that and know that that's a really great thing because I know that I've had challenge and fear around that evolution as well. Will I be as successful? Quote unquote. You know, and I think when we start to attach quote success to artistic expression and stuff like that, we can then start to get blocked and those fear. fears can come in. Fear. Yeah. Yeah, fear comes in. Yeah, so I'm only I'm really only saying that to encourage us all to continue inching or stretching through that fear to continuously authentically express however we are in this current form. I want to say how grateful I am that you proposed this topic because Ugh. you really made me realize something that has been lingering as a as a topic for myself. I mean, I've been writing about it. I didn't even talk about the things that I wrote here. I got all the other notes. I got all <laughs> well, these other we'll do, books. We'll do another episode. <laughs> okay. I've got all these pieces around me. I'm like, I want to talk about all this stuff. It's so exciting. <laughs> but um, as I realize, if it's this exciting to me, if I get this engaged, like if I find a topic riles me up like this, that's what I should be doing. So you know? right. Right? Yes. Ooh. Okay, let's do another episode because legit, this I, I, there's tons on my list that I did not cover as well. So team, be prepared because we'll certainly be doing another episode. <laughs> Let me close out with yes. a quote from Pablo Picasso. Oh, yes. I mean, one of the greatest artists of all time, right? I have him on my wall. Yeah, I have a mm -hmm. book from him right here. <laughs> cool. Sex and art are the same thing. Ooh. Heck yeah. Love it. Right on, guys. On that note, which is fucking awesome, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I my brain is still zinging around from this topic. Like, I am with you. This is, oh, yeah, I could go on and on. So I'm just going to say, guys, thank you so much for being with, with us as always. You know, we really do love and appreciate you so much. If you've got episode from this 
<laughs> if you got episodes from this <laughs> so value. We're both like, what? Mm. How do we close out this episode? <laughs> because we're like, First of no, all, I'll, I'll just yet. toss that for a second. I'll just say thank you <laughs> for listening and appreciate everybody's participation. And I want, to, I want to touch on the Trust the Journey family because I love the art that gets shared in that forum. And that yeah. I really see how each person, without any um, prodding or, or poking to do so, is sharing their version of art naturally. It's all coming naturally. up from everybody. It's really... Because we feel safe. Yeah. We're safe in there to share. That's why... Anyway, sorry. I'm just <sighs> That's psyched. exactly the point. So if you want to join the Trust the Journey family, you can go to Patreon. The easiest way to get there is go to trustthejourney.today to our website. Scroll to the bottom. There's a button. It says donate now. Patreon. Orange button. And then a dollar a month. I mean, a cup of coffee a month. Help us carry the production of this show. It would be awesome because we just pour our hearts and our time and energy into this and anything we can get back to help carry that forward makes a huge difference. It really does make our lives a lot easier to keep doing this and we love giving and we love receiving. It's all a big circle. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Guys, we love you so much. Remember, as always, keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. 